Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for making TeacherCast your home for professional development. I want to start off the show today by asking a question. Lean in a little bit. Do you like cartoons? Do you like making cartoons? Do you want to know how to make cartoons with your students? Today, my guest is the person that is responsible for helping us do just that. And we're going to be talking about a fantastic app that was recently launched by Google, teaching you and your students how to make cartoons. There's, of course, several great ways that you can reach out and be a part of this and all of our shows. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Leave us a voice message over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. Email us at feedback at TeacherCast.net. And, of course, you can subscribe to this and all of our shows at TeacherCast.net net slash audio and teachercast.net slash video. My guest today is one of the creators of a fantastic brand new app teaching kids all about cartooning and storytelling called Toontastic. I want to bring on today to the program Mr. Andy Russell. Andy, how are you today? Welcome to TeacherCast. Hi, Jeff. Nice to meet you. Thank you for having Thank us. you. Thank you so much for coming on today. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I got this email that says Google just launched a fantastic new storytelling, cartoony-based application called Toontastic, and I tried it out. It's a free app. It is absolutely amazing. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, it is a, a creative storytelling tool. Uh, it enables kids to... Uh, basically tell the stories that, that they dream up and share them with other kids around the world. And uh, what kind of feedback have you gotten in the, in the last couple uh, you know, weeks or maybe it's months at this point since it's launched? I mean, I I'm using it right now, K-12, with all of my schools. Uh, it is absolutely fantastic. And as you said, it's storytelling at its finest. Well, uh, the best feedback we get is just how much kids use it. Uh, so I think in the, since it's launched in January, uh, we've had over 2 million creations uh, using Toontastic, which is just the best news that we can hear. Uh, we like building megaphones for kids. We like uh, giving them chances to, to express themselves and, and tell their story with the world. Um, but we hear from a lot of teachers. We hear from a lot of kids. We hear from a lot of parents. And uh, it's always, hey, we're having a great time. Uh, it's amazing how easy this is and how fun it is and, and how much we want to make things when it's fun and easy to do it. So uh, we like that kind of feedback. And it's also really cool to hear back from teachers the, all the creative ways that they do use it in the classroom. Uh, you know, we call it a storytelling tool. Uh, a lot of folks have uh, very traditional ideas of what storytelling means. Um, but we keep hearing from all these teachers who who kind of redefine storytelling in their own way. And they use it for science and they use it in math classes. They use it for, for history and, and social studies and current events. Uh, and it's amazing to see that it's not just the students who are creative. It's it's the teachers as well. I, I love that analogy you gave there, a megaphone for kids. Uh, we're certainly going to have a, a, a quick demo uh, later on in the show here. But I wanted to talk a little bit about where we can find this amazing app. You can, of course, go over to uh, toontastic.withgoogle.com, or is it, is it also over at toontastic.com as well? Yeah, Toontastic.com also redirects you over to that site. So toontastic.com, that's T-O-O-N-T-A-S-T-I-C. It is bright. It is shiny. It is amazing. You can also use this on your iPhone, iPad, and of course, it's also over on the Android store. Um, talk to us a little bit about what we can do with this app. You know, we talked about storytelling and we said cartoons. What actually does Toontastic do? Uh, 
before we dump into that, I did want to actually make one clarification, sure. which is um, in addition to being on the iPhone and iPad and Android tablets and phones, uh, I think this is going to be particularly relevant for teachers. We're also working on uh, all the new Chromebooks that are coming out. Uh, so the new Chromebooks have this amazing feature where you can run Android apps, and it has the uh, the Play Store built in right to the device. So it also, a lot of them have touchscreens, uh, and even a couple coming out now with a stylus. Uh, and so we are running uh, on all those new touchscreen Chromebooks, and uh, it is amazing. Uh, we see our apps uh, in homes and in classrooms on on all the devices that that seem to be relevant today. So, uh, if you do happen to have, uh, if you're in a district that happens to have these new Chromebooks with touchscreens, uh, then you can open up the Play Store today and go and download Tuntastic for free and and run it right there on the device. That is absolutely fantastic. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't even know that. That was pretty cool there. Um, <laughs> well, we'll have to try that at, at, at school tomorrow with all these different things here. Um, talk to us a little bit about it. I mean, you've got a pretty easy way of creating the cartoons here. You come up with characters, you come up with scenes, and then you come up with scenarios here. I'm just going to show everybody who's watching uh, what, what the website looks like as we go. But but give us a little bit of a, a, a how can a teacher use this in their school district or in their classrooms? Sure. Sure. Uh, so our goal is actually to, to make creative tools that feel like toys, uh, that are really playful and really accessible, uh, and that, that map nicely onto kind of known metaphors for kids. Uh, so in the case of Toontastic, we've built what's essentially a digital puppet theater. Uh, it's not about traditional character animation. You're not doing uh, tweening or keyframes or anything like that. You, you pick a world, uh, a background or a setting, uh, you pick some characters, and then you move the characters around on and in, inside of this world. And the app records the animations that you create as you move the characters around with your fingers, and it records your voice as well. So you're not going back, you're not editing a video like you would in, say, an iMovie or Final Cut or anything like that. Uh, you're just performing, and it records it in real time. And the upshot of this is that uh, students can create a three-minute long cartoon in three minutes, uh, and it can be as playful and expressive as, as they are themselves. Uh, it doesn't take really much to learn at all. Um, you, you just kind of act out and, uh, and improvise, if you will, on the fly. If you want, you can write a script out ahead of time. Um, but other than that, it's, it's really quick, it's easy, and it's great to iterate. Uh, so the first thing you do, as you said, is you pick uh, your characters in your story, uh, and then you pick your setting, and then you act out your story, and then you can pick some music to go along with it. Uh, and we've broken storytelling process down into uh, a template, uh, a story arc, if you will. And we have three different types of story arcs. We have a, uh, a classic story, which is a, a setup, a conflict, uh, a challenge, a climax, and a resolution. We have a short story, which is beginning, middle, and end. Uh, and then we also have a science report. Uh, and this comes from hearing back from teachers that they were using it for uh, science classes for kids to create animated reports. And uh, in the science report story arc, we have... Uh, the question, the hypothesis, uh, the experimental design, uh, the results, and the conclusion. Uh, so there are three different types of story arcs in the current version of Toontastic. There will be more story arcs in the future. Uh, and you animate and create your cartoon the same in, in all three types. You know, we, we, we do a lot of work here on the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network with puppets. And one of our co-hosts yep. does a lot of puppet work. And we have this saying called puppets are magic because it really gives a kid a voice and it really gives a kid an identity sometimes yeah. where maybe you have those kids that can't be on camera or can't have photo 
photos taken of them, they can certainly create something with puppets, or in this case with Toontastic, and they yeah. now have a voice. They now have an, an outlet for them to be creative, and uh, that might be good for that quiet student in the back of the room. Yeah, we talk a lot about uh, low floors and, and high ceilings uh, when we talk about designing our creative tools in that we, we want to make it as easy and accessible uh, for students to, to jump in and just start making stuff. And we want to make it uh, as, as easy as possible for students to be really expressive. Um, so, you know, crayons and markers are great examples of, of low floors and high ceilings where anybody can jump in and, and start drawing. And you can actually be fairly expressive with crayons and with markers. Uh, Legos are another great example of this. Uh, the Scratch Project out of MIT is a, is a great sort of low floor, high ceiling uh, kind of tool for, uh, for programming. Um, there are a lot of tools out there that have high ceilings and pretty high floors like Photoshop. Nice. <laughs> uh, and then there are a lot of tools out there that have really low floors, but also low ceilings like classic wooden building blocks, right? Uh, they're really easy to start building things, but uh, really hard to make anything that um, is uh, anything more than, you know, a classic castle or something like that. So uh, we're really proud of what we created with Toontastic. It, it, is easy to start and it's easy to make something wonderful. Um, but then uh, it also grows with you a little bit. You know, the more time you spend with it, the more you start to learn about storytelling, the more you realize the, the importance of having a strong arc and a strong uh, narrative byline. Uh, and the more you realize what you can do with, with really basic tools in order to make it um, unique and, and expressive. It is absolutely an amazing app. Again, it's available for iPhone, iPad, Android Store, Chromebooks, the whole deal here. Um, let, let's just kind of take a break right now. Andy, would you be able to give us a quick demo of how this works? Yeah, let me show you how it works. So today we have a fun curveball. This is Toontastic running on a new Samsung Chromebook, which as you can see, looks like a regular laptop with a big, beautiful screen and keyboard and mouse. But drum roll, flip it around, and it turns into a tablet complete with a touchscreen. So when you start a Toontastic cartoon, you have the choice of three different story arcs. You have a short story, what you'd expect, a beginning, middle, and end, a classic story, and then a science report. And the science report is kind of like a, a question, a hypothesis, experimental design, results, and conclusion. Right now, we're going to dive into a classic story. And we start the students on what we call the story arc, uh, this collection of scenes, all different scene types, all arranged in a, in a you know, typical sequence, a setup, a conflict, a challenge, a climax, and a resolution. Now, you can change the sequence of these scenes if you want to be Christopher Nolan and put the beginning at the end, like you did in Memento, and the end at the beginning, you can do that. Or if you want to add different types of scenes and say, hey, let's have a, a second conflict in our story and make a, a two-act play, you can totally do that. Uh, you can delete scenes if you want and shorten things up a little bit. Uh, you can kind of adapt the story arc however you want. Right now, we're just going to stick with a four-scene story. We're going to dive right into the setup. Setup, where you introduce the story setting and characters. Now, once we tell the students what a, what a scene does, in this case, the setup scene, introduce your, your story setting and your characters, the first thing we're going to ask you to do is, what do you know, pick a setting. Uh, so we have all these settings that are kind of built into the app, pirates and uh, jungle adventures and, and Mars. We also have a drawing tool in the lower left-hand corner here where you can draw your own background. 
In this case, I'm going to tell a pirate adventure. Uh, once we've selected our world, of course, now we have to select our characters. Uh, I'm going to pick some uh, some typical characters here. We'll go with Mr. Jenks, our, our monkey, and, and a pirate. And then I'm going to change it up a little bit and introduce uh, some, some silliness. Like, I don't know, this giant Bigfoot. And we can also uh, switch our, our, our collections here, and we can draw our own characters. Uh, here is a rowboat that I built before, so I'm going to go ahead and add that. Uh, and this I made by just drawing it in 2D, and then we extrude it into 3D, so it's a 3D object just like the rest of our characters. So I hit the forward button here, and I can set up my scene. My character is going to pop on. Uh, I'm going to zoom out a little bit. As you can see, we have a big pirate world. We've got a volcano. We've got a cool treehouse here. And I'm going to set things up. I'm going to make this crab guy my villain. I'm going to make him a little bit bigger. I just kind of, with two fingers, can scale him up bigger. I can move my arms just like this. And I can hold my finger down, and he can talk. And I can tap him, and it'll do kind of a signature animation there. That's cool. And all the elements in the world are interactive as well. So I just tap the cannon, and it fires a cannonball. Or I tap the volcano, and the volcano will blow up. Uh, so let's, uh, let's see what else we got here. Let's have our Bigfoot here kind of stuck inside of the jail. And we can open up our jail door. We can close our jail door. Uh, and then let's have this mischievous little monkey here. Let's have him sneak up, and he's going to try to spring Bigfoot from, uh, from the jail on the pirate ship. Uh, and then I'm going to put my captain up here at the helm. What do you know? And let's start our story there. It was the year 1498, and the Captain Roberts was at the helm of the ship. Avast! That's a beautiful day on the sea. Little did he know that Brass Monkey was sneaking up in the rowboat to try to free his dad, King Jinx. Dad, you've been down here for so long. I've missed you so much. Let me try to uh, open up this jail here. Ha! Ha 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 son! I'm free! It's so great to see you! Great to see you too, Dad! Meanwhile, King Crab here. Fire the cannons! And the volcano went off! Ah! What am I gonna do? We hit the stop button. And it's going to play back all of my animation. So I have like three different storylines going there simultaneously. It was the year 1498. <laughs> and the Captain Roberts was at the helm of the ship. Abbas! And it's got my That's voice and it's got my animations rendering it all perfectly. Little did he know. Now, we talked earlier about the idea of a story arc and this idea that you have a sort of. Uh, a sequence or an x-axis in the story. You also have yeah. a y-axis, and the y-axis represents emotional Dad, energy. Uh, so you have high-energy so scenes and low-energy so scenes. Let me try to, uh, Setups are up typically a little low-energy, but this one was actually a little oh. bit higher. So I'm going to find an emotion oh, that kind of matches I'm where I'm at. So Let's say you. Stormy. Great to see you too, and it's going to start to play some Meanwhile, background music for me. It's a little soft. You grab might, here. might hear it in the background or not. I'm not quite sure. But I'm going to try to crank it up a little bit. And I'm going to go from stormy to angry. And the volcano I'm going to crank up. it up even a little further. Ah, and I can go from angry to enraged. And you can see right above the slider there, we're adjusting the, the story arc as we go. And I think enraged is a, is a pretty good mix. So I hit the check button here. 
And now we've returned to our story arc. And uh, you can see my setup is, has cranked up. It's now at the, the height uh, of emotion. And the app is telling me to move on to the conflict and then the resolution and the climax. And you can go scene by scene recording everything. So I'll hit the finish button because we just have time for one scene today. Uh, and then I can type in my title. And we'll say pirate tail and then made by Andy. We'll hit the check button. And then it will render everything together for me, my voice, my animation, and my background music into a video, which you can also export out and save and share however you it like. Was the year, and that's how you make a cartoon in Toontastic. Captain Roberts. Andy, the demo looks absolutely fantastic. I love how easy it is to create, to collaborate, and also just to completely have a student reach out and, and have their own personality with all of this stuff. Again, the the, the website here is tuntastic.com. I, I want to talk a little bit about some of the things that we can do in our schools. Um, you know, clearly this is something that the younger kids could do. I could also imagine yeah. that this is something that the older kids could do. I mean, obviously you've got cartoony characters, but that doesn't mean that a cartoony character can't emulate a famous historical figure or something. And now you're having George Washington and Abraham Lincoln go on an adventure or something like that where you're giving them their voices. Talk to, you, talk to us a little bit about some of the uh, really creative ways that you've seen Toontastic being used at, at whatever grade level. Sure. Um, so Toontastic is actually, uh, this is the second iteration of Toontastic. Uh, we, we built a version about five years ago and have, have updated it many times over now uh, to include all sorts of new features. This latest version is, uh, is actually one we're calling Toontastic 3D. And it, it's new because it's, it's cross-platform. It's working on Android. It's working on iPhone as well as iPad, working on Chromebook. But it's also new because it's in 3D, <laughs> as we say in the title, uh, which is to say not the 3D like the classes that we grew up with going to theaters or, or virtual reality or anything like that, but 3D characters and 3D worlds. Um, and uh, it's amazing to see what the kids and what the students uh how much they invest into their creations when the the quality of the content uh, steps up. You know, I think we we with the last version of Toontastic, we were sort of like in Looney Tunes land, and uh, now we're we're a little bit more in Pixar land. And and the kids invest so much more as a result of it. They really get into it, and it's amazing to see. But all to say, uh, we've actually been working with t teachers and uh, uh, informal educators, like you know. Um, scout leaders and, and tutors and things like that for many years now. And one of the best things has been seeing all of the creative ways that, that these educators are using the app, ways that in, in many ways we never expected. When we first put the app out there, we kind of thought, oh, this is going to be a great way for you know, five to eight-year-olds to, to tell stories about pirates and princesses and um, to create really great fantasy stories. And then we started hearing from all these teachers of of kids who are much younger and much older and using the app in ways that we never expected and, and, and deviating from the classic kind of storytelling genre. And by this, I mean, uh, we would have, you know, kindergarten teachers talking about sequencing, you know, um, first this happened, then this happened, then that happened. Uh, uh, first and second grade teachers working on oral literacy development, uh, sounding out vocabulary. Uh, middle school teachers doing foreign language, um, so having kids perform their own little Telemundo skits and uh, uh, practicing out their their Spanish vocab uh, in storytelling form. 
uh, we would have science teachers, as I said earlier, doing animated science reports. One of my favorite stories is actually a librarian in Texas who would have her students check out a book in the library. Uh, and, when the, and when they returned it, they had to have made a movie trailer in Toontastic. Uh, they would have to make a movie trailer of, of the book that they had just read. And the reason she did this is she found that the students weren't reading the jacket covers on the, the back of the books anymore to get the kind of previews, or at least they weren't they weren't as engaged with the jacket previews as they used to be. And so she would uh, create a little QR code a sticker, and she would put it on the back of the book, uh, and the students could come and take the book that they were thinking about checking out, scan it under the uh, the iPad in her library, and then watch a preview video, a movie trailer that another student had created of of the book that they had read. Uh, and, and this is very Vygotskyan, right? This idea of social learning that me as a third grader, I would be really enticed to read a book because the fifth grader that I looked up to had checked it out last year and really enjoyed it. And she just got back to us and she said, you would be amazed at, at the quality of these trailers that the kids have created, how excited they get about uh, creating what are essentially book reports in the animated, animated form. Uh, and then also how excited the younger kids get when they see the, these trailers that the older kids created and, and how much more likely they are to actually check out the book. Anyway, it's a long story, um, but uh, I've just been blown away by, by the creative uses of these teachers uh, in sort of redefining storytelling to be much broader than, than we had ever expected it to be. And so when we rebuilt Toontastic when we came to Google, uh, and re-released it in, in uh, January, one of our, our big goals was to create these multiple different types of story arcs. Uh, we started with a short story and a classic story and a, and a science report, but we'll go on from there. It, it's it's just amazing at how how easy this is to manipulate for all the different. I mean, obviously, look, pre-K, this is fantastic. Whiteboards, this is fantastic. Foreign yeah. language classes, this is absolutely fantastic. Pulling out scenarios of different historical events, this is this is fantastic. Yeah. I love the idea of the science. I'd, I'm looking forward to seeing some more information about all this. Talk to us a little bit about some of the technical aspects of using this app. Does the do the projects get stored on the device, or are the projects stored? Um, in the cloud somewhere because you know many schools are still using the smaller hard drive devices. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right now, all the device, all the projects are stored on device, mm -hmm. uh, and um, that's for a couple of reasons. Uh, uh, one is you know a lot of the Wi-Fi infrastructure that we've uh, run into over the years of you know uh, having spotty connections, frankly, um, with with routers and schools, and and we just wanted to make it as easy as possible uh, for for data to be stored and uh, for the students to be able to pull their content off of the devices. You can export videos to the camera roll in iOS or, or to the photos folder uh, on Android or Chromebook. Uh, and then you can move them off the device to another computer if you'd like and, and you know, share them as you will with, with families if you'd like or you know, to hard drive or drive folder or something like that. Um, one technical thing that I, I find is really important, a lot of teachers are are probably asking, well, you know, you have all these characters and you have all these settings that are built into the app. How am I supposed to do historical recreations? You know, how am I supposed to do like, you know, movie trailers or book trailers or something like that? Uh, and one of the keys to Toontastic is uh, having really good drawing tools. Uh, so in addition to all of these characters that, uh, that we ship with the app and all of these playsets, worlds, backgrounds that we ship, we also give you the ability to draw your own backgrounds uh, and um, to draw your own characters as well. So, so does that mean it works well with the iPad Pro and, and their pencils, or is it, does it matter if it's a Pro or an Android tablet or 
same type same type of technology for the drawing. Uh, draw. You can work with. You can draw with. Sorry, you can draw with a stylus. You can draw with your finger. Uh, it doesn't require that hardware at all. Nice. Um, but yeah, it works really well, and yeah. we're absolutely amazed by um, how much creativity and uh, and effort these kids put into their drawings. We see some amazing characters uh, and and some amazing backgrounds as well. Is there a limit to how long the videos can be or the projects can be? Uh, there, each scene. Uh, is a minute long. So okay. we break our cartoons down into scenes. And um, sorry, I'm getting notifications on my computer. I just want to turn them off here. Um, we broke, break each uh, scene down, or each story into scenes, as I said, on our story arcs. And um, each scene has to be a minute long. It could be under a minute, but the maximum is one minute. And the goal there is to kind of prevent run-on sentences, right? Uh, we would find that without any kind of scaffolding, uh, that the students would just kind of say, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and there wouldn't be a whole lot of structure. We want students to break their stories down into these scene types uh, and say that, you know, every story is different, but they say they they share the same, you know, common bone structure. Uh, and you have an introduction, and you have a conclusion, and you have a climax. Uh, and we think it's important for students to break their stories down along those scaffolds, along those those structures. Uh, and we think it's also important that that students appreciate brevity, right? That they are concise in their storytelling, and um, that they communicate themselves clearly and quickly. So, uh, yeah, there is a uh, there a six scene limit uh, in Toontastic, and so uh, your cartoons need to be six minutes or less. So being a Google company now, uh, one might ask the question, if I take this final project, save it as a video, I might be able to update it or upload it into Google Drive and then maybe take that video and stick it on my new Google site. Is that a possibility? Uh, so right now, the way to do that is uh, you can say you can export the video out of Toontastic and it will save it to your folders, uh, whether if you're on iOS, it's uh, your your photos folder or your camera roll. Um, if you're on Android, it's your standard Google Photos. Uh, and from there, you can do with it what you will. Um, all sharing options are open. That is fantastic. I know many school people that are watching out there are Google schools, and you know they're using new Google sites, and they're always looking for great information for both teaching and for learning. Um, you know, the, the app is called Toontastic, T-O-O-N-T-A-S-T-I-C.com. Andy, this is an absolute fantastic app, and and I'm certainly looking forward to uh, to more amazing things. Could you give us a glimpse as to what the future might be for Toontastic? We, we've got exporting, we've got importing, we've got 3D, we've got the great price point of free. <laughs> Can you tell us anything about what we might be expecting throughout the rest of 2017 and beyond? Uh, we're looking forward to uh, supporting more and more uh, stories, more dif uh, different story arcs and, and different story templates. Um, we have the three that we've we've launched with and hope to uh, expand from there. Um, and for that, we are are leaning on educators and and parents and kids to get back to us with, you know, what kinds of stories are they telling and and what kind of stories do they want to tell. Um, uh, design thinking is one that we're playing around with right now. Uh, hearing from a lot of educators and uh, using uh, the app to to scaffold this sort of design and invention process. Uh, and with that goes comes new characters and and new worlds. Uh, we look at at content inside of the app almost like a like a spark plug, a little catalyst for the kids. Um, 
Ultimately, we find that uh, our, our power users, our super users, will rely more on the drawing tools to kind of create their own characters and their own worlds. Uh, but to get the kids started, we find that uh, the characters are, are really engaging and, and really spark their imagination. So uh, with the new story arcs, will we'll also come new characters and settings as well. And if I am a teacher that's out there that's using this creatively in my classroom, how do we get a hold of you? Where do we find out more information and be a part of the Toontastic family? Oh, uh, well, you can reach out to us through, uh, I guess, the, the standard Google social media channels, as well as uh, the, the Google support pages. Um, all the app-related support questions find their way into our inbox. So um, you can go on to google.com, uh, go on to uh, the EDU channels as well uh, to learn more about how different educators are, are using the app in the classroom, and, uh, and hang out at tuntastic.com. Excellent. Andy, thank you so much for your time. And, and you know, thank you to Google for coming on the show tonight and talking all about this fantastic new, I'll say it again, free learning experience. That's <laughs> my pleasure, Jeff. Thanks for your support. And thank you out there for watching this episode of the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network. There's, of course, several great ways that you can reach out and request a show topic or even be a guest on our podcast. You can find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Leave us a voice message over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. Email me at feedback at TeacherCast.net. And, of course, please subscribe to this audio and video channel and leave us a great review and some comments over at TeacherCast.net slash audio and TeacherCast.net slash video. On behalf of everybody here on the TeacherCast Educational Broadcast, Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students.